Welcome to the United Soccer Coaches Podcast, presented by Team Snap and hosted by veteran soccer broadcaster Dean Linky. Uniting coaches at every level of the game around the love of the game. We are United Soccer Coaches. Now, here's our host, Dean Linky. I am Dean Linky, and this is the United Soccer Coaches Podcast presented by Team Snap, and this is our very special Team Snap edition. This is what we do the immediate week after the United Soccer Coaches Convention in Chicago. We spend time with Ken McDonald, the general manager of the team lineup for Team Snap, his second year in a row, and a very satisfied customer with Team Snap as well. You'll love to hear from Ira Jersey. We also, every week now from here on out, we'll hear from all of the other podcasts and Sirius XM folks that were on the amazing brand new podcast role at the United Soccer Coaches Convention. Folks, it was the best convention ever. In fact, it was so good that even me with my voice as a broadcaster, by the end of it, my voice was gone and perhaps it still is, but it's worth it because United Soccer Coaches and their convention was simply amazing. Hats off to Jeff Van Dusen and their entire staff. I loved every second of it and if you listen to this podcast, you know I love doing this podcast. I really do and I appreciate all of you enjoying it. We couldn't do it without the great support of Team Snap. Team Snap doing so much to help teams at every level, as you'll hear from Ira Jersey, talking about three different levels as a customer where he uses it, including for his adult team. So Ken McDonald and Ira Jersey We'll talk Team Step, how it works, why it's so effective, great stories, and so much more. Then, as I told you, we talked to everybody that was on Podcast Row, including the folks from Sirius XM. Brian Dunseth, he was a great player. He's also a great media soccer superstar. Love my time with Brian Dunseth. Ken McDonald from Team Snap. Ira Jersey, a satisfied Team Snap customer. And the great Brian Dunseth. That's our show, and it starts after, appropriately, a message from our presenting sponsor, Team Snap. Does managing your club or league feel like a second job? If so, you might need some help. With Team Snap, you can get it. Their customers save up to 15 hours each week on tasks such as communication, registration, scheduling, and more. Plus, everything you need is online, which means no more trips to the bank, no more lost checks, and no more colossal spreadsheets. Bring your club or league into the 21st century with Team Snap. Go to TeamSnap.com to find out more. Now, once again, here's our host, Dean Linky. Yes, this is the United Soccer Coaches Podcast presented by Team Snap, and it's one of my favorite shows. It's the first show after the convention is done, and it is rightfully without question, dedicated to the presenting sponsor of this podcast, which continues to gain traction. I love it. I do one every week if they let us, even in the, the winter time, but we definitely do one every week from August all the way till the end of January, including this one. And when we do that, we're joined by Ken McDonald, who is uh, top man for Team Snap. His title is the GM of Teams. You've had some cool titles in the past as well, Ken McDonald. I love hanging out with you. I love the fact that you're a big marathon runner and basketball guy. I love that as well. Now you're tied into soccer and all these sports, but it's just good to see you. How you doing, my man? I'm good. Thanks for having me back on the show. Yeah, delighted to have you and delighted to, you know, look, I don't know if you know 
know this, but you've created a phenomenon. We, you know, the Team Snap United Soccer Coaches podcast, everybody loves it. Of course, we're right in the middle. Now there's these other soccer podcasts, and we've got a whole roll of them here, you know, and we're center stage. I know. I love uh, seeing this. It's exciting to see the energy from all the uh, podcasts going at once. It's also exciting that Team Snap celebrating their 10-year anniversary. How about breaking down some key milestones? Yeah, you bet. I mean, and first I'd just say it's, you know, been a crazy ride. I've been at Team Snap for seven of those years, so watching the, the changes have been just really uh, tremendous. This year we hit... Uh, 20 million customers, um, and that's spread across 2 million teams. And we've got 6,000 uh, clubs and leagues and associations on uh, the product. So, yeah, some, some pretty big numbers. And when I sort of reflect back to when I uh, joined the company seven years ago, it's, uh, it's really kind of startling to see how far it's changed. I mean, just employee-wise, I think we're at about 150 employees now. And when I started, I, I remember being in a room with, uh, I think, about six or eight uh, employees. So did Team Snap do something special to celebrate 10 years, or are they gonna, or are we just gonna talk about it all year? What's the? We have a big company summit coming up in about two weeks where we'll uh, pull everybody together, and uh, we've got some fun year, fun things planned for. Uh, we're calling it a 10-year uh, reunion, like a high school reunion. Okay. So besides milestones, how about some exciting trends in your business? Um, and, you know, I think the, the biggest trend is, you know, we've continued to build out the, uh, the area that I'm involved with, which is individual uh, coaches and team managers signing up just for, the, you know, a team or two or three. And then at the same time, expanding for larger organizations. So I talked about the fact that we've got 6,000 clubs and leagues. That's something we've been working on for about the last five years. But that area has really changed a lot, and we've not only added more capabilities, but just been able to support larger and larger organizations. So, you know, not only somebody who's got 20 teams, but if you've got hundreds or thousands of teams or you've got, you know, a league that's got lots of clubs that report into it, you know, we we support all those cases and being able to do everything from capturing uh, money at the beginning of the season to running the, the, the schedule and communications to organizing the referees, all those kinds of things that we, uh, we've added along the way. Well, and we talked before about the fact that uh, you're a basketball guy, but Team Snap's reputation in soccer is unparalleled. I mean, it's your biggest sport, right? It is our biggest sport, and I think, you know, a lot of it is... Uh there's a lot to soccer, right? I mean, you know, you've got uh, one day can be the technical training, another day is the team training. You've got uh, the games going on, uh, tournaments. Uh, you know, maybe you got futsal during the the winter. There are just a lot of components to uh, a soccer team, and um, you know, both for the the coach to to manage that and know who's coming to all those activities, and for the the parents to, to know who's coming. And then there's also the other element that we, we kind of touched on is, is just collecting money. You know, I, I just went through this personally. Just, you know, yesterday we we just signed up for a tournament and all of a sudden we got to get, you know, $1,000 for the tournament together and, you know, going through collecting that, that money is a big deal. Yeah, you'll hear more about that in our, our next segment when we're 
joined by a very happy customer. But uh, we obviously spent a lot of time last year. It was a great session. Also, Positive Coaching Alliance is with us, which ties right into, I think, just the whole feel of Team Snap. But how has your platform continued to grow, including with the Positive Coaching folks? You know, the platform, and, you know, you kind of uh – uh, we started to, to touch on it here, but um, uh, you know the first place that we always start is just focusing on the customer. You know we've got a five-star app; it's one of the highest-rated apps in the Apple Store, and an awful lot of our our days go to ensuring that we stay at the top of the charts like that. Um, and that means just a lot of time spent listening to, to customers and what they want, what's working, what's not. Um, and then, you know, in the past year, we have expanded on both the, the team product. We added video highlights. We, as I um, started to mention, added the ability to collect money from parents right in the mobile app, which is really um, nice for things like the, the tournaments or camps or additional activities that the team signs up for. And then we've really built out the product for sports organizations. So we added everything from Billy to send out invoices there, you know, for an upcoming season or a camp, to the ability to manage officials, the tournament scheduling and uh, communications. Uh, a lot of capabilities at that at that level. Here with Ken McDonald, the general manager of the team line for Team Snap. And uh, as you've heard me say on this program, even when you're not with me, Ken, is that fact that Team Snap is pretty much a household name for team management, but also does much more in the line of registration, club management, league management, and even tournaments now as well. Expand on all of that. Yeah, I mean, that's it kind of goes back a little bit to the, the company history you know, we started just with individual teams signing up, and then uh, we had an awful lot of, of clubs. And in the early days, it was mostly uh, soccer and hockey clubs who came to us and said, hey, I've got already got like 20 teams on TeamSnap. Can you roll this all together in one solution? Can you collect money, build a professional website? Can you build the schedule for, you know, who's going to play whom? All those kinds of, of elements. And about five years ago, we started wrapping that kind of stuff on, on top of it. And then, as I mentioned, we've, you know, in those five years have signed up about 6,000 uh, clubs and other types of, of organizations. So it's, it's, been a, it's been quite a journey on that, on that side. From your words, Ken McDonald, what sets Team Snap apart from all the rest, if there is, even is all the rest? You know, the, the biggest thing is what I talked about is that focusing on ease of use. You know, we really, it, it is a huge part of our culture to make it easy for customers. And if the customers can't figure it out, we go try and solve that problem. We don't say, oh, the customer just didn't get it. Um, and that has always been the case since the, the early days. And, you know, like I said, we spend an awful lot of our days just looking at where customers are struggling, what are the top things they're, they're saying we don't do, what, what are they writing in, asking for help about. Uh, that kind of, that's uh, it, just built into our DNA of being customer focused. And I don't think that most companies are kind of built that way. 
Here we are, and we'll talk a little bit about it as well in our next segment, though. But uh, being front and center as you're walking into the exhibit hall at this soccer show, you guys, I'm sure, do a lot of shows, but this is the biggest soccer show in the world. It's pretty cool to be a part of. It's really fun, uh, and it uh, just over the past couple of years, it's it's really been interesting to come and just watch sort of the energy rise each year as you know the attendance levels seem to keep going up and uh, sort of the quality of the, the vendors seem like that keeps rising as well so yeah it's been been fun to watch I'm looking forward to hearing your testimonials and I've even asked the some of the guys on your marketing team to send me the testimonials to use as commercials as part of our 2019 campaign because it'd be great to hear what they say you've heard some of them what are they saying over there in your booth you know that's kind of the fun part about coming to this show is that uh, people just come by the booth give us a high five people we've never met before and just say love the app you've just you know um, usually what they tell us is you've just really tame the chaos of, of my life and and you know that goes back to the original vision was we were coaches and we wanted people to focus on coaches we didn't want them focused on sending emails and managing schedules and stuff like that and i think those coaches appreciate that again that they can get back to the athletes instead of uh, email threads and collecting money and that kind of stuff that none of us as coaches really enjoy so tame the chaos might be the answer my final question for you here is if you only had 30 seconds like perhaps what you're asking some of those folks to do on testimonials what would be the important the most important message to tell everybody particularly the 30,000 members of the united soccer coaches i think the biggest thing is as we were talking about it is you know the app was built to allow you to focus on the athletes and to minimize the amount of time you got to spend on all that other stuff uh, that you don't enjoy doing nearly so much. You look like you are. You still running, Ken? I actually went back to tennis. Tennis was okay. uh, my main sport growing up. So I've uh, I recently went back after a very long uh, hiatus. I won't say how long. But okay. <laughs> but to set the record straight, I don't know if maybe I had it wrong on marathons, but you were running some long distance. Oh, I was. So, yeah. I, I was doing, uh, I've done over 100 triathlons. Okay. Um, but I just, uh, tennis was a sport I was very, very serious about until uh, my mid-20s. And then I sort of took uh, a little break and got into lots of other activities but i just uh, felt the time was right to go back to tennis and the serves okay serve is still i don't i haven't gotten it on the radar but i think it's still back up in the 120 100 120 plus miles an hour well, speed so and last thing because we care about you and we appreciate you supporting this how's your family doing everybody's good i uh i got uh two kids that are super passionate about sports so it actually gives me lots of opportunities to uh to use the product both as a team manager or sometimes just as a uh, a parent i was on one team this year where they uh the team was already on team Snap. they didn't even know i was associated with team Snap. it was just kind of fun to to watch them uh use it but it's you know uh, exciting to always to go and just watch the kids uh, play. It's been fun. Well, Ken, here's the deal. I get to do a lot of cool things uh, on TV and working in soccer and different sports, but I really enjoy doing this podcast, so thanks for supporting that. Yeah, thank you for having us. We just really love this uh, podcast. 
Cool. Ken McDonald, he is the general manager of the team line for our presenting sponsor, Team Step. He's going to, that wasn't a total goodbye. He's going to spend some time with us coming up as uh, we're going to hear from a very happy customer. Stay with us. The United Soccer Coaches Podcast presented by Team Snap. Looking for ways to improve your training sessions? Quick Goal has supplied the highest quality soccer goals, seating, field, and training equipment for over 30 years. From backyards to the world's greatest pitches, Quick Goal has products essential for every level of the game. As an official partner to the United Soccer Coaches and technical partner to U.S. Soccer, Quick Goal knows what equipment you need to take your game to the next level. Visit quickgoal.com to satisfy all your equipment needs. Welcome back to our very special Team Snap edition of the United Soccer Coaches Podcast presented by Team Snap. This is going to be an annual thing. We did it last year, the very first week after the convention. The focus is on our presenting sponsor, Team Snap, and all the great things they're doing out there and being a wonderful partner in our first segment. Enjoyed getting up to date on all the trends with Team Snap and spending time with our good friend Ken McDonald, who is the GM of the Team Snap lineup and great guest last year, great show last year. We're going to continue that theme this year. As promised, Ken, when we went to break, we said we're going to be joined by yet another happy customer and and certainly we have one here. It's Ira Jersey, who's with the Lawrence Hamnet Soccer Club, which is in New Jersey, right? That and is. His name is Ira Jersey. And you're involved on multiple levels with Team Snap. Delighted to have you here, Ira. Yeah, thanks very much, Dean. Appreciate it being here. Yeah, so we're going to start with you. Like, talk about the three different levels where Team Snap's been super effective for you. Yeah, that's great. So I'm involved with two different clubs. So Lawrence Hamnet's our local town club. And, and you know, when we were looking for a solution on how to uh, keep track of our roster and make sure that the parents stayed informed, uh, we chose Team Snap, and, and primarily we did that because my other club, Next Level Soccer, which is in the next town over, it's a higher level travel club, they uh, they are a, um, a club sponsor, so, so they actually use Team Snap for everything, and just the communication features alone make Team Snap invaluable, but also being able to, you know, track games, game results, being able to track statistics, and making sure that, uh, you know, everyone's contact information is up to date is just completely invaluable for a busy coach who has a day job especially like me but it doesn't stop there right you've got an adult team as well that, that's right so i'm on an over 40 team and uh you know our, we use team snap in order to you know make sure that everyone knows hey what field are we going to be on if it rains and you know the grass fields closed and we're going to a going to a turf field how do we go do that and and where is it and make sure that that everyone knows the time changes so it, it's you know it's great to have just one app to be able to coordinate among the five different teams that I'm involved with in one way, shape, or form. You know, Ira's, it's funny, he's, he's kind of a uh, great example of our history over the 10 years. So we started with a couple of guys who just built the app just for their own adult teams. They weren't even really thinking about it as a business. And then as it started to morph into a business, they realized, there's a heck of a lot of kids who play sports, so it then got into that. And then about five years into the business, we started getting all these clubs who were calling saying, hey, I've got like 20 teams on. 
you know, and I've got 30 more teams. Is there something we can do to kind of wrap some stuff around it and really bring it into a, a solution for our whole sports organization? So you, you've kind of got that whole journey in one, you know, yeah, one and, person. And I think it's great because for, for our, um, our higher level travel club for next level, you know, when, when we have something like a college prep night, when we're talking about, you know, hey, make sure that all the high school kids can come to this night in order to learn about how to do college recruitment stuff, that can all go out through TeamSnap and everyone you know, knows that there's a, you know, there's an event there and you can, you, you know, you can go in and say, hey, we're going to be there or we're not. You know, and I think that's something else that's just amazingly helpful for me as a coach is just being able to make lineups, right? Like knowing who's going to show up. I mean, you know, with, with two, two or three different games on a weekend and you're talking about 45 different players, like keeping track, like if, an, if I get an email from seven, you know, parents saying, hey, my kid can't show up, I don't remember who those are, who those are but I can just go to the app and, and, you know, just say, okay, I know these 13 players are going to be there and now I can make my lineup and, and just know that I can field a team. Ken, I'm loving the fact that you said when it started it was about the adults and you know your business is good if anything can come full circle and now you hear him talking about his adult team that's got to make you feel pretty good yeah no it's it's awesome it's funny those early days uh and i think you and i may have spoken about this before it wasn't even they weren't even thinking about it as a business they were just trying to solve their own needs and then all of a sudden they had half a million people on the platform and you know it's it, it once you keep listening to your customers and sort of see what they do with it, it's amazing all the different directions that it can take you in. And I think you're a great uh, example of that, Ira. Yeah, you're a poster child for sure for <laughs> what they're trying to do here. How about the different ways you're using the app with those three different levels that you were just talking about? Yeah, yeah so so I think one of the really interesting ways that, that you can do it is to make sure that, you know, your schedules don't overlap, right? So the fact is, is when, when I'm involved with five different teams, right, it's the adult teams, not, not so much, but the four youth teams that I'm involved with to make sure that, hey, I, I don't have to be at two different places at the same time, right? So so one of the features is, is that you can go and you can look at the entire schedule of all the teams that you have in TeamSnap to make sure, um, you know, just, just the schedule is right. So if I find out that, you know, my U15 team is, uh, you know, has a game at the same time as my U9 team that I coach, I can, you know, make sure that I change that or get an assistant coach to be there to, to be able to run one of the games. I mean, that's, uh, you know, that's a use case that I think is, um, you know, very helpful for those of us who have multiple teams on the platform. And you, you take it from a coaching perspective. I can't believe you coach that many uh, teams. That's pretty amazing. But what we hear from a lot of parents is, you know, they got two or three kids and each of them has got one or two activities. Maybe there's some overlap at the end of the season and, you know, soccer is overlapping with hockey or basketball. And between all the kids they you know they pull it up in team snap and they go wow we got five teams in the family and it's the same thing where they can sort of look and see where the the cross conflicts are across those activities for the weekend and then they sort of figure out figure out their game plan for how they're going to handle logistics for the weekend yeah i could 100 percent see how that's the that's the case and um you know we're, we're a very soccer centric family so we only use it exclusively for soccer because that's the only sport that is allowed in our house <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, 
um, but I can imagine that you know as you go from one team to another. So we had a situation last year where my son played for two different teams, and the, the seasons overlapped. Uh, you like there was a tournament at one place, and the other, and then there was a league game. So being able to know like, hey, which game can he realistically go to? Um, you know that was very helpful in that um, in that scheduling part. And quite frankly, just knowing like, hey, where are the other parents? How do I get in contact with them if like my son needed a ride home last night? Because you know I'm in Chicago. You know it's hard for me to bring my son home from training last night in New Jersey. And you know I was able just to reach out to one of the parents using the app and say, hey, can you bring Isaac home tonight? Yeah. And this may not apply to your family so much, but I mean we're across a hundred different sports these days, as well as uh, a lot of other activities. I mean we've got all kinds of robotics clubs and chess clubs and scout groups and stuff like that are using. So, I mean, some of these families, uh, I've had people who just open it up and, you know, they'll, they'll show me they have like 25 uh, different teams or groups that they've been on with Team Snap over the past four or five years. It's, I mean, it's kind of a statement of how much uh, activity our kids are doing these days. That voice right there, Ken McDonald, the GM of Teams for Team Snap, our presenting sponsor. The voice right before, Ira Jersey, who is with Lawrence Hamnet and also Next Level out of New Jersey. My shrouded voice, Dean Linky here, proud to be the host on uh, what's been a fantastic week. And, you know, you've been to the convention now on back-to-back years. This is the biggest convention ever, Ken. It's pretty impressive when you look around and see what's going on. On. It it has changed. I think this is probably like the sixth or seventh year I've I've been. I was just uh, uh, commenting last night. It does seem like the convention has sort of gone to another level. I, I don't know the exact uh, attendance level, but it just seems like, especially coming to Chicago, it's got a big uh, you know big attendance levels and just I think. I think the whole sport and some of the technology wrapped around it, uh, and I think TeamSnap being an example of that is just, it, it's sort of grown up over the past six or seven years. Well, and everybody's here, including Major League Soccer. The draft's getting ready to go on. Every coach walks by, and lo and behold, Dennis Hamlet, former coach, former player, comes over. I thought he wanted to see me because I used to cause games. I thought maybe he wanted to see you because he knew you, but all he wanted to talk about was Team Snap because <laughs> his kids use it. I mean, how cool is that? That was, that was really yeah, funny, that was yeah. Awesome. I, I, you know, he didn't want to talk about the draft or anything. He just wanted to talk about Team Snap and, uh, and the use cases. Well, and you know, at the end of the day, our kids mean the most to us, right? And we want things to be convenient for our kids. I feel like the word convenience is overused, but in the case of Team Snap, they stand behind it. 100%. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the customer service has been really good, too. So I had an issue with the app a couple of years ago, and, you know, I, I was able to reach out to someone, and within 24 hours, the uh, the issue was taken care of. So I think that that's, uh, you know, that, that's something that can't be under underestimated as well and, and how useful, um, you know, good customer service and good customer support is. I think that's one reason why TeamSnap's probably, you know, become, you know, the, the gold standard in uh, uh, in, in this space. This, was, this goes to one of the things that uh, we were talking about, which is just, you know, one of our favorite savings inside the company, and it's it's been something we've lived by since the early days, is that if customers can't figure it out, that's our fault. It's not the customer's fault. And we are just incredibly focused on trying to figure out those places where uh, it's confusing the customers, which is, it's, it's a really hard problem because the way, you know, one customer uses the app, even if it's the same sport, is very different than the next and the next. So uh, just trying to hear 
all that customer input and build something that works for everybody. That's what we do day in and day out. So dig deeper in that. Are you seeking it out unsolicited? I, I know you're ready if someone is going to call, but I get the sense maybe you're staying ahead of it, actually looking for input from your customers. So we do a lot of different things around that. I mean, one of the uh, main things we look at is if we roll out some new functionality. So like we just rolled out the ability to pay in the app uh, you know, or to collect money. You know, and say you've got a tournament coming up and you just want to, from the mobile app, send out invoices to the parents to uh, get money for that. We'll look at how many people at each stage were successful and how many people dropped out and then how many help tickets did we get and then what feature requests did we get out of that. So there's a whole lot of data that comes um, you know, some of that directly from the customers, some of it just, you know, kind of observing where they, they, they may get stuck. And then, uh, you know, on top of that, you know, you just take like a, a show like this. I mean, you know, I was at the booth last night and the number one question I'm, I was asking everybody is, what can we be doing for you? Mm. What's, what's not working for you? What can we improve? And, uh, you know, there's nothing like that sort of face-to-face -face time that you get with customers at a place like this. Any major takeaway from that time yesterday and the time you've been here so far on something maybe new that uh, you heard? It usually comes down to just people have slightly different cases. And I think, you know, going to, I mean, Ira's a great example. I mean, you know, every team is a little bit different. They play at a different level. They travel a different amount. So sometimes just the, the, the use cases vary a bit. Um, you know, I think that probably the the biggest thing, you know, and we talked about this a bit too, is is just messaging is one of the core pieces of the app, and we're going to just continue to work on that because the technology and even the expectations that people have around messaging are changing. I mean, you look at kids, you know, my my kids, like most teenagers, they're not reading emails. But they sure are in, you know, text and Snapchat and lots of other apps. Mm -hmm. So trying to keep up with some of those things is, uh, you know, something that's pretty important. So with that, talking about kids, uh, if you guys are like me, my kids are the most important thing no matter what. Don't miss any of their games and everything else. Ira, if you said to your kids, give me a testimonial on Team Snap, what would they say in their words? Uh, well, I think my nine-year-old would say, what's that, Dad? Um, <laughs> but, you know, my, my teenager, it's, it's a good way for him. I mean, he's on Team Snap himself, and he would say, you know, it, it's great because his coach can reach out directly to him, and he doesn't he doesn't need me to remind him what he's supposed to be doing, right? He, he knows where he's going to be because he's on Team Snap, and he just checks his phone, and he's able to he's able just to say, hey, I'm supposed to be at training at 630 tonight, and he knows to be ready. So our, our uh, my high school son was on a football team this fall that used Team Snap, and I actually had nothing to do with getting them on. I was just a parent, and I don't think they even knew initially that I was associated with Team Snap, so it was kind of fun to just sort of watch it as an observer. And I, I really liked one of the things that this coach did. So this coach was a very inspirational coach. He was really about sort of the, the bigger message about coaching and teaching kids life lessons. And almost every day he had some life lesson he was trying to drive home with the kids. So he would tell the kids, um, you know, at the end of practice, his life lesson. And then what he would do is he would use Team Snap to send out through team chat at the end of the day that message and he would kind of reiterate it in the in the app so that you know and he would say to me look these kids they need a uh you know they need the, all the reminders they can get so he was using the app just to amplify what he was talking about uh during practice 
never wonder who will show up again. I look at that as a former coach with no voice. It is important to know, right? Because now you know who's going to show up. Oh yeah, and and you know again as a as a coach and as a user, um, you know that's that's probably besides the actual scheduling than uh, like one of the um, th there is no number one thing I think for team snap but that's certainly a huge one as a coach right as a, as a coach just to know um, and and not only that but if um, you know just think about the coordination of, of things I mean I mentioned just a second ago about you know being able to reach out to another parent to schedule rides you know if, if you have you know three kids and you have five different sports and you need to or uh, you know organize a carpool I mean it, you know, going into TeamSnap and being able to text someone and, and, you know, send a message to someone or to the whole team just saying, hey, you know, my kid needs a ride, you know, one way or the other, you know, let me know if I can, you know, give a ride to your kid. Those, those things, you know, the app makes it very easy to do that. Especially those, uh, I tell you, soccer tournaments are one of the cases where those just really get amplified. I mean, um, you know, we hear this all the time, and I certainly live this myself, too, is you go to a week-long soccer tournament, and uh, a weekend-long, uh, the number of, the amount of logistics that are going on amongst the people who are driving, and maybe one parent is dropping off, and they're hoping for somebody else to drive, or they're hoping for somebody to take their kid to lunch, or whatever, it's just, it just goes, you know, the, the messaging goes on and on and on all throughout the, the tournament. You, you know, something else that happened to, to me just recently was, you know, we, we keep up to the scores on, on the app, even for the teams that I don't coach, right? The team that, that uh, one of the teams that, that I'm just a parent on. And I, I put in all the scores and the other parents who aren't there because they're at their other kids game or they're working or whatever, they're able to keep up with what's going on in the game. So, you know, they'll send out, uh, they'll, they'll message the whole team and say, hey, congratulations on the win or, uh, or, or whatever. And, and just like the tournament thing, you know, what happens if you play in a tournament, which, you know, my son did just recently, where you play a three-game a three game group stage and then you don't have to know, hey, you're playing in the consolation game, or you're playing in the finals, or, you know, are you moving on? Like, knowing where that is, when that game is, and you have to do it in real time because you only have, like, 45 minutes to go from field A to field 13 or, well, that, that would be weird, but <laughs> field A to field, you know, Z or whatever. Yeah. And <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> they have to do that. Yeah. We've actually just in the last uh, year and a half added a uh, element for tournament management um, and if, if the whole tournament uses it, it's really slick. It'll show the whole draw and, and you can see who you're going to play and, you know, I mean, you don't have to go check the, the paper, you know, that's posted somewhere in a, a tent somewhere. You can see it as it's happening, and you can be at it lunch, and you can just see what happened, you know, in another bracket, who you're going to be playing next, and it, and kind of really stay up to date on when you need to be back at the fields and when you're playing, which really helps a lot with the logistics and keep the kids out of the sun a bit, you know, get a little more rest if they're not going to play until a little later, that kind of stuff. Love this visit, Ira. This has been fantastic and, you know, love seeing everybody walking around. You know, at the end of the day, it's the United Soccer Coaches Convention, right? We're all united together to make things happen. And obviously, you know the benefits of NSCA, now United Soccer Coaches. And we covered it a little bit, Ken, in your first thing. But this partnership, I felt like, was important to you to help get more attached to soccer. How's it been going? It's great. Actually, when, the, you know, when they started talking about doing the podcast, it was something that as a team uh, we said 
we want to do that, you know. And uh, it's funny, United Soccer Coaches hadn't even thought about, you know, having a partner on the podcast, but I, that, that's us. And it, it goes back to a lot of the early vision. I mean, we were coaches who built TeamSnap as an app for other coaches. So we like to partner with organizations that are really deep into that uh, coaching ethos. So this is my first full convention. Um, wow. And, you know, just the, the, the fact that, you know, I see, you know, 10,000 other coaches here and, you know, there's been great breakout sessions as well as um, as the, the field sessions. And, and, you know, the field sessions have been really interesting, just seeing the different approaches that um, that, that various organizations and clubs take, you know. So, um, you know, obviously, you know, we have our own coaching methodology where in, in our clubs and we partner with um, uh, one of the clubs, Lawrence Hamnett, partners with New York Red Bull, so I know them, but being able to see Chicago, being able to talk to Peter Vermees yesterday, you know, the, those kind of things were, are, are, you know, not experiences that you get anywhere outside of this. All right, I like to do this no matter with who I'm with, and that is kind of summation statement, and that is in one sentence or so, what's your best way to describe how great TeamSnap is? User-friendly. I, I think that's uh, probably the, the best thing that you could say about any, any kind of app um, is just how user-friendly uh, it, it really is. Good to be with you, Ira. Ken, it's been a pleasure. Outstanding. Your first segment was great. Thanks so much for being the presenting sponsor of this podcast. While my voice is kind of wearing down i absolutely love it i could do one every day if they let me so thank you so much thank you for having me so it's great being here yeah it's been fun it was fun indeed as i did over 30 interviews on podcast role the united soccer coaches convention and i'm still my voice still hanging on a couple presentations awards banquets it was the best convention i've been a part of and i've been going for 15 plus years simply amazing we mentioned podcast row the upcoming shows including this one. We spent time with every single podcast that was there, as well as the folks from Sirius XM. Brian Dunseth, longtime Major League Soccer player. He's got some caps with the USA. He's heard on Sirius XM with Tony Miola. He's our guest next as we wrap up our United Soccer Coaches podcast special convention issue after this message. United Soccer Coaches provides programs and services that enhance, encourage, and contribute to the development and recognition of soccer coaches, their players, and the game we love. Join today. Visit unitedsoccercoaches.org slash join. This is the United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by Team Snap. Having a great time. Evergreen interviews that will be airing all year on the United Soccer Coaches podcast presented by Team Snap. And we're seeing so much of it now. Former big-time soccer stars becoming even bigger TV celebrities, radio celebrities. And Brian Dunseth, i got to ask you yeah. how you feel about this. When you look up your bio, uh -oh. it goes TV soccer commentator first. <laughs> then it talks about what a great soccer player you are. Uh, what I, do you think? It was because I was such an average soccer player that they decided to uh, to. to Give me a softball. Give me the lead. Uh, listen, I, I, I was a part, and you know this, Dean. You, you've, you've been a part of the game at so many different levels throughout the course of the years. Being a kid from Southern California, I dreamed about being a soccer player, but I didn't have any local heroes because a majority of them were forced to play overseas. We weren't able to turn on the television and just consume the amount of soccer each and every day, which is almost too much, to be quite honest, at this point. Who would have ever thought that at this stage we'd be where we're at? But 
um, be a young kid from Southern California to play for Clay Coyman when I was 10, 11, and 12 years old and watch Cujo go to Mexico and Captain Cruz Azul ultimately start in the 1994 World Cup in Detroit uh, against Switzerland. That was my pathway to the pros. That was everything that I wanted to be, and uh, I was extremely fortunate uh, for what now feels like a short amount of time uh, to be a part of the professional game for 11 years and represent the U.S. men's national team. I love that story. I didn't know that about Clay Coyman. I was the press officer for that team, so I got to know Clay really well. And, man, he, he <laughs> I mean, the, the guy comes in tough, but he's got a heart of oh, a— heart of gold. Yeah, heart absolutely. Gold. Here with Brian Dunseth, who played at Cal State Fullerton. 83 appearances with the New England— Revolution, spent time with the Miami Fusion, the Columbus Crew, the Dallas Burn, Real Salt Lake, and the LA Galaxy. Also spent time with the U.S. national team. Really, uh, I know you were kidding. You had a great soccer career, and people know you for that as well. Did you know, in, or when did you know, Brian? You're like, man, I like this, this media stuff. So I think it goes back to the under-23 team with Clive Charles, our Olympic team, that was preparing for the 2000 Sydney Olympics. And uh, I got thrusted into, and for those that don't know, the women's team are the same team that plays in the women's Olympics or the same team that plays in the women's World Cup. Well, for us, we were considered, quote-unquote, the best uh, 20 players that were under the age of 23. And then we had three big-time players sprinkled in. And at the time, it was Jeff Agus and it was Brad Friedel and it was Frankie Hayduck when we went over uh, to, to Sydney, Australia. But during that time, being the captain of the team, Clive Charles, uh, I was I was forced in these situations where I had to be kind of the voice of the players. And I was doing radio interviews and television interviews. I was doing Cosmopolitan magazine. We were doing Rolling Stone. We were doing all these different things. And I, I kind of inadvertently started to fall in love with it. But uh, it was mainly because of a beautiful young redhead with a glorious goatee and his name was Alexi Lawless and I was 20 years of age playing for Thomas Rongen at the New England Revolution and I was fortunate enough in real time to watch how Alexi navigated all of the press and to see how he could instantly turn it on and when the camera went live all of a sudden it was a different person it was the showman Alexi Lawless and I said I want to do that and so uh, I was fortunate enough to be around a couple different broadcasters in Boston that spent some time with me, helped me get rid of ums, yas, you knows, uh, the fidgets, the twisting in my chair. And little by little, I just realized that I enjoyed kind of figuring out a way to pull the curtain back a little bit and let people in on not just the faces and the names and the jerseys and what they see on the soccer field, but kind of the humanity behind each individual player. So. Uh, after I stopped playing and it was an unceremonious departure from the game, I was, it was snatched from me. I was done. And I was actually just having a conversation with Chris Schuler. Um, as a player, who are you? When the game's gone, when you can't be a professional soccer player, when you can't be Brian Dunseth, the soccer player, Dante Washington, the soccer player, now you're just Brian Dunseth. So was I Brian Dunseth, the son, Brian Dunseth, the brother, Brian Dunseth, the husband? But... How did I define myself outside of the game and what did I want to do in that next step of my career? Because I had invested so much time and effort into it. And I realized very quickly that the broadcasting side and a starting in radio and calling games and figuring out a way to be um, descriptive with what I was saying, to paint a picture the way the fans were listening and try to educate them with my knowledge and how I saw the game, 
I thought it was kind of the perfect pathway. And by the way, I didn't want to wear a suit and I didn't want to have a nine to five job and I didn't want to coach. So I figured that was really the only other thing I could do. But they do make you wear a suit every once in a while as a broadcaster though, right? But you know what it's like. Uh, Sometimes you get to be the weather guy. You sit behind the desk and you're wearing shorts and flip flops and up top, it's all business. But downstairs, it's all party. It's all fun and everything. You know, I love that you said that I want to take a look at the path where you started broadcasting. But Dante just said, he's like, you know, I was 35 and I couldn't play anymore. And he said, it's hard. Like, you really don't know how hard it is. Maybe based on what you said, knowing that, you know, you saw what Alexi was doing, you wanted to, was it hard? Walking away? Yeah. It was the most difficult thing I've ever done in my life. And I don't mean to downplay that and make it that simple, but Dante lived with me um, when he retired, and we were in Real Salt Lake. And at the time, I'd broken my fifth metatarsal twice. I'd ripped the labrum in my left shoulder on the very first home goal, um, the diving header, and then I broke my, I, I wore down um, my fourth and fifth vertebrae where I don't have a disc and I have to pop my back after standing for 20 minutes. And my body was giving up on me because, you know, you invested so much in the training and, and trying to perfect your body to compete not even talking about the mental side of it. Uh, But Dante and I had long, long talks, and I've known Dante since I came in the league in 1997, and he's like a brother to me. Um, The the hardest thing is you miss the locker room. You miss the banter. You miss talking trash and playing 5v2 and the smell of the grass when you're walking out of that tunnel and and getting up for the game and being able to be the bad guy in the moment and and take the booze and, and feel victorious when you walk off the field. But you don't miss the training sessions week in and week out. And I, I think that each of us, I still dream about the game every single night. I still dream that I play the game each and every night. And I'm still as slow as I was in real time, unfortunately, even in my dreams. But we knew at some point that we couldn't compete Monday through Friday the same way we were competing as a 20-year-old. And we saw the hunger and the desire in the other players' eyes to take our spots. And at some point, you got to put your hand up and say, it was a great run. It was a hell of a time. And I made an incredible amount of friends. And I look at my career as I was on a train and people were getting on and off and I was hitting different stops. But it was one hell of a ride. And uh, I miss it every single day. It brings tears to my eyes when I have the opportunity to kind of talk about it and think about it. Um, But... No one wants to hear us complain because we, 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 we walk the journey, we, we live the dream, and uh, it's one, unfortunately it's, it's one of the factors that comes back to haunt a lot of ex-players. Is it's, a, it's a void that you can't fill, and it's something that you hold so tight to the memory, but yet you don't often open up and pull back the curtain to have a conversation about it because uh, nobody wants to hear an athlete complain. Well said, well said. No. Present day, you're the analyst for... Uh, Real Salt Lake games for Major League Soccer, and you also got this great show on SiriusXM, Counter Attack. I want to hear more about that, but I want to hear your first broadcasting job when you quit and how you ended up where you are now, where in your basement you're doing this incredible show. <laughs> Everybody loves it, Counter Attack, and uh, you know I gotta believe a fun job being an analyst yeah. for an MLS team. So Trey Fitzgerald gave me my first opportunity, um, and the, for those that know Trey. Uh, incredible human being uh, DNA of what the sanctity and what what it should be the broadcast and and talking about a game and and the production value and all of that so I started in pre and post game radio um, kind of analyzing and and affording fans the opportunity to kind of think about matchups 
um, in mismatches Utah. in, uh, in yeah. Utah, sorry, in Salt Lake City. Uh, and talking about the explanation of 4-4-2 with a diamond versus a 4-2-3-1 and what to look for and trying to, I, I, do, I do it this way. I think about, I'm t- explaining it to my wife. I want my wife to like me. <laughs> I want my wife at some point in the near future to physically want to be around me. <laughs> so I am not going to speak down to my wife. And in the midst of this, I know my wife doesn't necessarily know the game that well. So there's certain things I can talk to her about and explain to, but I don't want to disrespect her knowledge. And I don't want her to be like, yeah, duh, I know that already. So I, I, tried to, I, I learned how to try to paint a picture of what to expect. Then. I went into radio games with Trey and Bill Riley, ESPN 700 in Salt Lake City, and I, I was afforded the opportunity to learn from a guy that had been in the broadcasting world for 15 years, 20 years at the time, and learn a lot. Um, the ins and outs and, and, and how to prepare for a match and kind of find the subtle tweaks. And then with our good friend Kenny Neal, my first opportunity was uh, RSL at FC Dallas, and it was the day that Bob Bradley got the U.S. men's national team job. Wow. And we had a 30-minute pregame, a 30-minute postgame. Um, and I remember walking in the booth. And for those that don't know, when you get your headset on, you got your box in front of you, you got your volume, you got your field mic, you got, you know, you're able to adjust your mics and you're right in your left ears. I had no idea what I was doing. And I saw talk, and I figured really quick that was probably talk back to the truck. And I saw cough, and I was like, well, if I'm going to say anything or <laughs> I, I, if I don't need to say anything, I need to sneeze or do whatever, that's what I'm going to hit. So little by little, I started learning. And... Um, it was, it was amazing. I loved it. I loved everything about it. And then uh, whether it be NBC Sports standing on the podium and, and filling in for Kyle Martino during MLS games on the sidelines or if it was doing the Fox Soccer broadcast with guys like Christopher Sullivan and Max Bredos and Todd Grisham for the FS1 coverage back in the day um, and figuring out how to be a sideline reporter, having no idea what I was doing. My first game was David Beckham and LA Galaxy um, or to doing ESPN with Chris Alexopoulos or, uh, you know, the Fox, Fox broadcast with uh, um, Jason Wormser and all the guys, Bundesliga coverage, Champions League coverage, Europa League coverage. Uh, little by little, I was just afforded some great opportunities. And then I, uh, I got the chance to replace John Harks on Sirius XM, counterattack every afternoon, four to seven, when he took Cincinnati. And I joined Tony Miola, the big old meatball. Mm-hmm. Um, so just love talking about the game. Uh, our, our show's three hours long each and every day, and we're talking about Premier League, we're talking about MLS, we're talking about La Liga, Serie A, Liga, uh, Champions League, Europa League, uh, European qualifiers, World Cup qualifiers, Liga MX, Copa Sudamericana, Copa Libertadores. Um, but as you know, when you're talking about the game outside of the United States, you, you're tested, you're challenged uh, because you're an American voice. You have to overcome the simple narrative of ah, he doesn't. He's a Yankee. He doesn't really know what he's talking about. So it's it's fun, and I've learned a lot. Um, and I'm very very fortunate to have a great partner, a great broadcast partner in SiriusXM uh, FC. And uh, I, I love being downstairs in my basement. Tony's in his basement in New Jersey, and I got our producers in DC. It's amazing. Three of my favorite people, Trey Fitzgerald I hired, Ken Neal taught me how to to work in the business, and Tony Miola, probably my favorite guy with the U.S. national team for so many years, still talk to him, so good for you. Counterattack can be heard when and where, what channel, all that good stuff. Sirius XMFC channel 157, it's the soccer channel, Uh, so it's it's all day from 7 a.m. Eastern time to uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time at night, so uh, 12 hours pretty much live coverage throughout 
throughout the day, repeats. Uh, it's a blast. Our, our show's counterattack, 4 to 7 Eastern time. So we're drive time on the East Coast, and we replay for the West Coast drive time. Two big questions in your platform. Did the USA hire the right guy for the national team job? I love Greg Burhalter. Played with Burhalter in the national team. I think he's done a, a, a fantastic job with what was given to him and the crew as it was kind of systematically dismantled. If you would have said it was Oscar Pereira, if you would have said it was Peter Vermes, if you would have said it was Tata Martino or Juan Carlos Osorio, I would have been fine with it. So what they see in Greg, I'm excited for him. My New Year's resolution is not to get caught up in the hype and the and and, and the vitriol of, of the frustration of this average U.S. fan. I want I want to see this process. I want to see how it builds out. Uh, but it's not just the U.S. men's national team. We've got to qualify for the Olympics. It's It's been far too long since we've had success there. Columbus is saved. Cincinnati's coming in. Nashville's in. Miami's in. Austin's going to get a team. There's no longer a limit on the number good or bad oh great question uh i think as long as we're talking 175 million 200 million <laughs> i don't see an end to this because as you and i both know the uh the struggles of the the original days of major i call them the dick buckus days of major league soccer um when you're throwing that much cash around i don't see how you can cap this off but i, th- I do think as we continue to grow we have to understand that Major League Soccer has to be nimble as they adjust uh, with uh, this influx, not only of teams and players and fans, but the incredible influx of money that's coming along as well. Finally, for someone like me who still finds great joy in Indiana making a great run, Maryland winning a national championship, Jorge Salcedo coaching at his alma mater. Please tell me good things about college soccer. I'm a massive fan of college soccer. I grew up, obviously, I went to Cal State Fullerton for my three semesters. My, my proudest moment is I never declared a major and I still stayed eligible <laughs> before I left to join uh, Project 40 as the second player ever signed. Um, <laughs> I'm a huge fan. <laughs> yeah, I, but it's, I, I still think there, there is absolutely no direct path to success. And whether that's the development academy, whether that's straight to the pros, whether that's college soccer, um, I agree with you 100%. I, I do think what it does force the NCAA to start thinking about is the struggles that coaches are going to have to maintain their rosters, uh, to maintain their group of players and their standard on the field. Um, And I think it's up to them to start making slight adjustments, get away from the idea of hormone soccer, Um, so many unnecessary subs. And I know it's a short recovery time, a short turnaround time. Um, But I think there has to be growth in conjunction with one another as opposed to everybody holding on to their own island and saying no one can come near and touch it. I like that answer. Brian Dunseth, great stuff. Don't forget about Counterattack on Sirius XM and his work with Real Salt Lake. Brian Dunseth, thank you for being with us. I appreciate it. Anytime. So great to spend time with Brian Dunseth, one of several people that were on podcast role at this year's United Soccer Coaches Convention in Chicago. The convention was amazing. Podcast role was amazing. And of course, this podcast brought to you by Team Snap. I want to thank Ken McDonald, who is the general manager of the team lineup for Team Snap. Does such a great job. And Ira Jersey, who joined us. But most importantly, I want to thank all the great folks at United Soccer Coaches. This convention was simply amazing. 
Of course, their CEO is Lynn Berlin Manuel, Jeff Van Dusen, and his staff off the charts. Sean Chevro, Mike Knipper, Ian Barker, the Director of Coaching Education, everybody at United Soccer Coaches from top to bottom, simply phenomenal. My name's Dean Linky. so glad to be with you. We will be back through the end of January, and then remember in February we go to alternating weeks until August 1. To learn more about United Soccer Coaches, go to unitedsoccercoaches.org. I'm Dean Linky. Have a great day, everybody. Still managing your club or league on paper and spreadsheets? Go paperless with TeamSnap. Their customers save up to 15 hours each week on communication, registration, scheduling, and more. Plus, they have way fewer paper cuts. Bring your club or league into the 21st century with TeamSnap. Go to TeamSnap.com to find out more.